Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby, and I am here with the lovely Tarina Warby. Hello out there. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Tarina and I are part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and... Uh, 26 what? years. 26 years. Yeah. yeah. It looked like you were you were kind of like, I, I, uh, was. I can't remember. I was starting to think. You've been teaching all day today. So like I your am... brain's kind of like. Yeah. Kind, it's mush. Kind of mushed. <laughs> yeah. I, Which I, means this one's going to be a little bit I haven't been teaching short. all day, but I've been in front of the computer sending out emails and stuff. And my brain's a little mushy today too. So there you go. <laughs> well, and I think that the theme of, uh, of this really is going to be about risk. Okay. Because, yeah. um, and the rewards of not taking risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one of the first things that I try and teach people when they come into any one of my classes has everything to do with, with risk. All right. Staying in the game long enough to make profits is the name of the game. That is, that is the game of trading and investing. Yep. All right. Um, now, Warren Buffett, one of the better traders Here in the we world. go again. We're going to like quote Warren Buffett all Warren the time. Buffett. Warren I wanna, Buffett. I want to come Buffett, up with yeah. somebody else well, that nobody's Jeremy heard Grantham. of who's amazing with quotes or something. <laughs> like in the, in, you know, who's like just as successful, but they... I don't know. Well, yeah. So Warren Buffett, I mean... What did he say? Go ahead. Let's is, just go there. Well, Let's... let me just say this, all right? I okay. don't know. He, In fact, uh, let, let me do this, okay? Warren Buffett is not... It doesn't have the best record out there. Yeah. Okay? Um, in fact, there's a lady... Uh, there was a news article this week. Oh, um, yeah. How she beat Warren Buffett. Yeah, it was Anne, awesome. And Schreiber. Yeah. Schreber. Whatever. Yeah. She, she ran rings around Warren Buffett is what the article said. All right. Now, the article, the person that wrote it obviously didn't know what they were talking about. Okay. They said that she took a $5,000 nest egg and turned it into $22 million before she died. Yeah. And she was very frugal. Now, if you're doing those numbers, yes, that runs rings around Warren Buffett's uh, record. Mm -hmm. What it didn't say is that she lived on nothing and she kept putting money into it. And so it wasn't just the 5,000. She was piling money in. Yeah. Now, just the same. All right. If she'd saved every dime, it wouldn't add up to a million. It would have she, never yeah. added up to $22 million. And so million. here she was, $22 million, and that's uh, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, she didn't make very much money. She spent 23 years with the IRS. Mm-hmm. Retired okay. at 54. Yep. Retired at 54. And by the time she had died uh, through her investing activities, yes, she had built up $22 million. That's right. Now, that's awesome, right? That's amazing. Yeah. And... And and that does outdo Warren Buffett mm-hmm. if you're looking at the Berkshire Hathaway growth mm-hmm. uh, during the same period. Okay, however, um, both uh, what Schiller, um, uh, who else is famous? Um, you know, both of the Jameses that are famous. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, <laughs> Warren Buffett. They've all said the same thing. If I had less money, I could actually do better. Well, it gives them more versatility, versatility. versatility well, not only that, where they they don't they can hide their trades. They they can make bigger profit trades. Well, yeah, not only that, but they could do things that they can't currently do. All right, so so think about it this way for us, right? I, when I say hide trades, let's hold on for one second. When I say hide trades, it means they can grab onto the big money and make powerful yeah. movements, which are bigger, which p- potentially they could make more percentage gains yeah. and stuff and nobody would know anything you know so that's what i'm just saying because that's the nice thing about being a trader an independent trader is that 
nobody knows. Right, right. Well, and for us, it's actually easier for the common person, for somebody, you know, in our position without yeah. billions and billions and billions of dollars, right? Well, Warren and you Buffett, can short, you can go long, you can yes. do so many things. Yeah, here. Warren Buffett, um, you know, he's sitting on $150 billion worth of cash right now. And everybody But now knows think it. about deploying that. When he wants to get back in, how fast can he buy up? Without causing massive run-ups. Right, right. Because as, as soon as he uses $15, $20 million, that, the price of whatever he's trying to buy mm-hmm. has run away from the price that he wants to buy at. Yeah. And so he has to get in slowly, day by day, getting in slowly at a... Month by month. A month I by mean... month. You know, and, but for us, we can get in and out very quickly. Now, when the market starts to go down, he can't get out all at once. There's nobody on the other side of the trade to buy what he's trying to sell in the bulk that he's I trying to sell. I have $161 million, billion do- dollars, right? million dollars of shares that I want to get out of right, right now. There's not enough people. Yeah, there's not $161 million Well, there million might be enough people who will take it, but like at the price buyers. points that he wants to get out of it. At, exactly. You know? And so he has to get out slowly, which means hitting the exact top, hitting the exact bottom is not a reality for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it's a reality for us, but using things like stops, yep. using Targets. things like options, we can get much closer than, than he can. Or we can stay in the game longer. Uh, when it starts going down, he's in a position where he can really only take advantage of long-type um, positions, right? Mm-hmm. When the market is going up, we can take advantage of short uh, positions. We can we can actually short it on the way down. Mm-hmm. He can't, and so that means that when he's out, he's out for a couple of years at a time. Right now, he's sitting on 150 billion dollars worth of cash yeah. that he would rather mm-hmm. have working for him. Yeah. Okay. So he has a lot less control because of the bulk of money than the ordinary person. Yeah. All right. Now Warren Buffett. He's talked about this several times, and we want, I want to get back to risk, okay? Because mm-hmm. yes, Ann Schreiber, very cool, she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but if she had billions of dollars, she wouldn't have been able to. She she probably you know maybe she could match Warren Buffett, but she certainly wouldn't have outdone him. I don't know. We'd have to see. I mean, she seemed like a very shrewd kind of person. Oh sure, and stuff. Sure, so. but ultimately she was a stock picker, and and you know in it for the long term according to this well, story. I would like to be like her. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be like her. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yes. And then you'd be I able mean, to I pass mean, on to be able to pick the stocks dollars dollars and be like, be you awesome. know what, I'm gonna take that one because that one's gonna do well mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> so that's good. I like I like the stuff that she picked. You know, yeah. things that people actually need. She was into like um pharmaceuticals and mm-hmm. I can't yeah, remember Pfizer the other thing. And... Pfizer. Yeah, I know she was in Pfizer and something else and so I was like Things that people don't want well, to live without. You know, it was when I looked at the list. It was the '90s blue um, blue chips. Blue chips. But I mean, she got into it in the like '60s. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, she was just like, "Well, oh, that sounds like a good thing." So, and her stocks had split a couple times. Anyways, it was pretty great. Yep, it was a good read. I can't believe we both read it. Yes, I can. <laughs> but we didn't even talk about it, you guys. So, like, just note to everybody out there who's listening. Our few people, whatever. That's we right. love you all. My like, wife and I, we are on the same page. <laughs> we were That's the right. same. Our goal. I'm like, this will be good. Other. I got to hear about this lady. <laughs> Meant for each other. <laughs> well, on that one, we were. We were. We were on the same page. Okay, keep going. Okay. All right. Anyway, yes. So the key to doing well, mm-hmm. according to Warren Buffett, is control. 
Okay. So, you know, Warren has, has talked a couple of times and of course, everything he says is, you know, kind of gold and everybody treats it like Mm -hmm. gold. But, um, one of the things that, that he said, he made two statements about risk that I think, um, that we should consider carefully. Mm -hmm. Um, one, he said, risk is what you don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, people that don't know, we say this every week, by the way, we do. People that don't know what they're doing are just taking an awful lot of risk. They are. Okay. Risk is what you don't control is the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, well, you, so you need to like, if you can control the risk, then you become, then you have more potential to become a better trader. Right. And so, you know, what can you do to control the risk? Because by the numbers, if you were to come in, I would, we would go through and we would look at controlling the risk. Right. Okay. The, the more control you express, the better you do. Mm-hmm. And that's just all, there, all it comes down to. Um, but what that means is you have to know where the risk is. And that's mm-hmm. where the knowledge comes in, right? Yep. So where is the risk? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of risk out there that you just don't understand. All right. When I ask the question, what is risk in the markets? Most people immediately think risk is losing money. No, it's not. That's the outcome of the risk that you took. Yeah. Okay. Risk is being in when the market is closed because now your stops, the market keeps moving. It -hmm. moves overnight. Mm -hmm. But now if it goes against you, you can't get out in time, right? Yeah. It just is what it is. It is what it Um, is. And so if you don't understand how to use the appropriate tools, uh, you know, and and also the, the timing of everything then you're not going to get in at the appropriate time. You're not going to get out at the appropriate time. You are going to stay in too long and lose money. You are going to get out too early and lose opportunity. Mm -hmm. You're going to get in at the wrong time Mm -hmm. and lose money. You're going to get out at the wrong time and lose opportunity or lose money. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, You know that you don't know what you're doing if you constantly find yourself buying high and selling low. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) <laughs> I yes. got to take a second and I was like, wait, that's the opposite of what you want to do. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that, is that most people, because they don't know what's going on, are going to be subject to, to um, the emotions of the market. Yeah. All right. Now, 80% of people that are trading in the markets lose money. Yeah. All right. But think about, you know, examine how they're making their buying and selling uh, decisions. They buy when they think that it's going up. They buy when they feel like it's going yeah. to go up. It's got to be That's a patient, an emotional thing. You got to be patient about it and be like, all right, there it is. Yeah. yeah. What was your, what was your basis of reasoning to say this is going to go up at this point? Yeah. All right. If you find yourself just saying, oh, I better buy right now because it's going to go up. And or you're I better buying, sell because it's, it's that all yeah, time. Or it's, you know, yeah, we've got to sell right now because it's going down. But you're not picking out a precise, um, a, a precise point where you're going to buy or a precise point where you're going to sell. We call these yeah. limit orders. Yeah. Okay. Then you are buying and selling emotionally. And just like going to the store, mm-hmm. I mean, how many of you have, have gone to the store and you come out and you look at what's in your bag and you say, well, that was an emotional buy. And that was an emotional buy. Hmm. <sighs> All right. Or how many of you have gone to the grocery store, by the way, when you're hungry? It's terrible. And all of a sudden, your basket is full of things that aren't on your list. All of a sudden, when you're not <laughs> supposed to be eating gluten because it makes you sick and swell up, but you go and you buy the Krispy Kreme donuts because you're so hungry. I don't know anyone <laughs> who does that. 
me. Except one. <laughs> Except for one. And, it, and she's female and she's on the radio right now or on the podcast. <laughs> oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Your sisters they were have done it too. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for it, <laughs> but that's all right. You paid for it twice. That's yeah. right. Once at the register yeah. and <laughs> once in my once body. A little aches. bit later. There that's you right. go. Anyway, yes, we've all done it. We've all made those emotional decisions. Now, when you make those emotional decisions, you waste money, yeah. right? And so if you're in the markets making emotional decisions, you're likely one of the 80% that isn't doing well in the markets. Yeah. The 20% are constantly doing well, mostly because they're not making emotional decisions. Yeah. All right. They either have control or they have knowledge or probably both. And yeah. Warren Buffett was exactly right. Risk is what you don't control and risk is what you don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, and so I just want to talk about some of the control measures that we've got in the markets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number one is timing. Yeah. Timing is everything. Now, this is true in the markets um, as well as it, it is true anywhere else. Okay. But there's a lot of propaganda out there to try and convince you that timing is not important. All right. Um, What you'll be told by some of the professionals who simply want your money on a regular basis, they want part of your paycheck every single time you get a paycheck, is they're going to tell you, you know what, we're going to dollar cost average. It doesn't matter what the price is. You simply bring me your uh, part of your paycheck and I'll invest it for you. All right, I'll go and buy it. And if it's high, don't worry about it. It's going to go low. Mm -hmm. And when it's low, we're going to buy and that's going to decrease your average buy. And over time, you're going to make money. Now, the first time you hear this, you're going to sit back and think, well, why would I buy when it's high? Why can't I just buy when it's low? And they'll say, well, you never know where it, when it's low. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett, he doesn't agree with that, okay? There's a reason that he's, into, that he's got $150 million or billion dollars worth of cash right now instead of $150 billion worth of stock right now. Okay, he's sold off stock because he thinks it's high and this is going down and he wants to buy at a better price. He is not buying right now, hoping to dollar cost average his money. Yeah. All right. Um, And so I'm looking at the stocks right now. I was just looking at the markets. I was working all day today, so I wasn't I wasn't trading today. And I was just looking at them. So when you guys hear me say, yeah, then you're you're listening to me going, yeah, I've heard I don't this. care what he's saying. Actually, I do care. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Good on you. Good, good information. Right. But I was like, oh, yeah. And actually explain. on that piece. All right. Today's Friday at the end of the week where we typically do this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also kind of a payday Friday. Yeah. Stocks being down and going down all day on a payday Friday is a scary thing. All right. On a payday Friday, that's when mutual funds and, uh, and 401ks get the money. And of course, the 401ks simply send it over to the mutual funds. But that's that's when they buy everything. And so a lot of money is flowing into the stock market on payday Friday. All right? Yeah. If the market is going down on payday Friday, then what is what it is saying is there are people scared enough to overcome all of that dollar cost averaging money that's out there. Right? Mm-hmm. And... And that's a scary thing because the people that aren't dollar cost averaging are the people that either think they know what they're doing, the emotional retail traders, or the institutional traders, right? The people like Warren Buffett and Jeremy Grantham, 
um, and uh, you know, and all of the all of the big ones. Um, there, if they are scared, what they're doing is selling to the mutual funds and the 401k people. All right. They're selling off to these willing buyers as fast as they can go. And if there's more selling activity than buying activity, then it goes down. Yeah. And so what is happening today is even though we had mutual fund money coming into the market, there was more sell off than there was a buy up. And so that's typically a scary thing. It's saying that the the smart money doesn't like what they see in the in the uh, you know weeks ahead, I guess. All right, and if you've been watching the quarterlies, you probably understand that um, we had Tesla miss by what eight point nine five percent miss their uh, miss their stated um, expectations, yeah. profit expectations. That's a huge miss. Yeah, that's a huge miss. Now, you saw it in the stock price, right? Obviously, it took a dive initially and, right. and then came back and then dove off again. Uh, typical of, of what you should see during that time frame. Um, and by the way, it w- w- didn't really surprise any of the professionals. So why it didn't dive off the day before could have only been because the professionals were trying to get out uh, as slowly as possible, but they were out by the time it took the dive the next day. All right. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. Yes. So, you know, the timing of the market is a control measure. You want to be in at the bottom, out at the top. Now you understand that when you're trading, that also is true with your wealth. And Warren Buffett proves that right now. Yeah. Out in $150 billion worth of cash. Okay. All right. So that's one control measure. Now here's a control measure that Warren Buffett can't use. It's called the stop. This can be used both in trading and in wealth. Well, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Now, what the stop is, is it is a seatbelt. Okay. Everybody understands what a seatbelt is and the purpose of the seatbelt. So when you get in the car, you put on a seatbelt, not because you're expecting a crash. It's just that you don't want, in the event of a crash, you don't want to be picking glass out of your face. You don't want yeah. to be participating in the crash any more than you have to right? You want to be held in the cocoon of safety called your car and stuck to your seat instead of going through the windshield and out on the road. Uh, yes. You would rather have a bruise across your chest than all of your bones broken because you just went out of the car and got, you know, the car rolled over you or something. Yeah. Okay. That's really gory and awful, but okay. Well, that's okay because I'm really trying to drive home a point. Okay. It's the same thing in the markets. Mm -hmm. We wear a seatbelt, even if, you know, when we take a trade, when we're into wealth, we're going to wear a seatbelt, and that is going to limit how much of the accident we participate in. Yeah. We want to get bruised, not broken. Yep. All right? And so we've got stop loss. Now, when we're using a stop loss in the trades, we actually pick the point. This mm-hmm. is as much as I'm willing to lose. That is my price. Get me out if it ever hits that. Yeah. In our wealth, we would typically use something closer to, let's say, a trailing stop loss. Yes. All right, something that the higher it goes, the the higher the the well, stop loss goes. Well, you can use it, it just a day you. trade. You just are <clears throat> manually moving it or whatever. Well, and there's actually tools out there that will have a trailing stop yeah, loss. Trailing stop. It's not one okay. that I would typically employ. All right, because the trailing stop loss doesn't take into account the what we call the immediate Corrected. retest. Yeah, the, the IRT. All right. Um, and, and so you're going to stop out and prevent yourself from making higher profits when it, mm-hmm. when it goes back up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you capture little profits instead of big profits. Eh, I'd rather yeah. have the big profits. Yeah. 
So thank you very much. I'm not going to be using a trailing stop loss. Yeah. All right. But I will manually move my stop loss as it makes new levels. Once it passes the opposing supply level mm-hmm. or demand level mm-hmm. um, that I had out there, then I go ahead and move my stop up to the lower demand level and, yeah. and I'm locking in profits. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yes, you're right. In trading, we manually trade it or yep. take it up. In wealth, we would go ahead and use what's called a trailing stop loss and simply let it trail by 10% or something like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so that's one of the tools that you can use and that, that helps you to gain control. It does. Then there are other tools that most people don't understand, but just love to play with, even though they don't know what they're doing. Yep. Those are called options. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great tool. All right. It is. It's a great tool. Options are insurance. Yeah. You don't drive your car without insurance. You shouldn't be taking your money into the markets without insurance. Insurance. If you're you're going for long-term trades and things like that. Well, I mean, you can even just trade it for income. I thought it was really interesting today. We had our, one of our three-day course called our um, market timing orientation class where we teach people more in depth about like options and futures and Forex mm-hmm. and strategic investing and things like that um, and stock. This isn't a class trading. that you're going to learn course how to trade. Right. That you're not, that you're going to learn how to trade. And you so. are learning how it works to trade. How this. it works to trade. And I, and a student had made a comment like, how come we're not taking option trades? And I was like, I thought we were going to do that. Like we do practice trades, simulated trades, right? Mm-hmm. I, usually with directionals like uh, futures and Forex. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, I thought I, I wanted to do it, right? And one of the guys is like, I'll teach you how to do it. It's not a big deal. He's walking out and stuff. And anyway, so to this other student, I was like, okay. But then I, I talked to the student earlier and I said, the reason why we don't do that is because there's so much that is contained in options to see if it is a valuable trade. It would be negligent or uh, careless, irresponsible, irresponsible of, us. of yeah. us to teach someone how to do an options trade when that class is a seven-day class. Yes. And they're still teaching options well, not only after that, that. But and a seven-day so repeatable, repeatable class. class. Seven-day repeatable people, yeah, repeat options. Most people options. need to either get some personal help or retake the class either online or in person because it, to really get it to really get it because there's so many strategies now once you get it you get it and you're like oh yeah i can do this and you just do it yeah but like a bicycle it's style. like riding a bicycle but like um but and i really had to drive this home where options is not the same as trading a futures as trading forex as trading a stock this is a little bit different and you have to use different tools to be able to be able to figure it out you need to understand the vega and you need to understand the delta and the theta and yeah. like i always forget like the stuff anyway all the greeks all the greeks and you need to understand that and the volatility that's and then we use the there. iv gauge and the iv right. and an iv gauge to know how much volatility there is and so i was i was sitting there telling talking to the student and they still were like but I just want to do it. And I said, it, we have people who think, we tell people, when you take this class, you're not like, you're, we're not saying that you're safe to go out and trade. <laughs> we've just given you like, you know, we've taught you some things and, you know, to show what we teach and things. And so this guy was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Cause you know, I was like, cause we don't want people going out and trading in options. Cause it could be, it can be very, very risky yeah. if you don't understand it. And sorry to, to be a downer. 
on the radio station. But anyway, so I thought that was really interesting. So when you say options are an awesome tool, they're an awesome tool if you understand. Well, yeah. So, you know, I always, in, in my classes, right, I yeah. always tell people that options are a chainsaw. Now, yeah. a chainsaw, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. The thing is, is, is that when you're going into stocks, it's like having a handsaw, right? Yeah. You're going to get the job done. But it's slow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you see somebody come in with a chainsaw and wah, 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 and, the, and all of the work is done in a matter of minutes where it would have taken you hours to get done. Yeah. All right. Well, options are stocks on on crack. I don't know. I mean, it, it really, it, it can move really fast and you can get a lot done really yeah. fast. And you don't it's have the chainsaw to be there to the handsaw. at the morning market bell. No. Like you can set these things up and be like, ah, I'm seeing these things. Yeah, I'm sleeping and, in. And I'm, you know, and just let it go. If you have a stop set, sorry, I should say have, that. That's right. If you have your stop and your target and everything <clears> set. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing and stuff. And you're checking all these other indicators. And so, so it's amazing what it can do, but there's just... On the other hand... On the other hand... Right, just like that chainsaw, it's a great tool if you know how to use it and you've got your safety equipment on. Yeah, but you're not giving the chainsaw to your 12-year-old or yeah. to your 5-year-old. Be because like, the minute they, the they get careless and swipe it across their toes or something or like their that, leg, they just lost gone. their toes. Yeah, and so you just yeah. don't want With that. With the handsaw, it's going to give them a little you know, cut, but it's not going to take the whole toe off. Well, we hope not. Yeah, no, because yeah. they'd be like, ouch, pull it off, right? Right. But the chainsaw, you can't stop that. If it's whipping yeah, around it's and stuff, fast. it's just too fast. So so that's why that's why it's important to be trained. So I, th- I thought it was an interesting conversation where I had with this dude. <laughs> yeah, and they, well. And, and, and hand it to him, you know, he's excited about it. And I was like, that's awesome. Oh, good. You know, but so anyways. Glad he, you know, glad he's got that kind of motivation. That's, that's oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, you know, but when we're talking about, um, all of these things, you know, we're talking about having a a chainsaw and everybody's thinking, all right, if I can, if I can get a chainsaw, that's awesome. I want the chainsaw because I want to get this work done really fast. Right. Right. That's cool. But there's a reason that, um, you know, that they don't just hand it to you out of the gate. Yeah. All right. If you haven't learned how to protect yourself Mm -hmm. with the chainsaw, you should never, ever, ever, ever pick up the chainsaw. Yes. You should pick up a handsaw. You might not get the work done that you're supposed to get done because you still don't know what you're doing, but (laughs) at least you're not going to take off your leg. Let's hope not. All right. So if you want the chainsaw, yeah, yeah, if you want the chainsaw, learn what you're doing. Okay. That's that part of what Warren Buffett was saying. Risk is, is, uh, not knowing what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's absolutely true. So here we've got options, which are insurance. Now, if you buy insurance, you would think, oh, great. I am buying, I am buying safety. And that is true, all right, in many circumstances. But if you don't know what kind of safety you need, you're wasting your money on, on, on insurance. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yes, we've got insurance in the markets. I can cover all of my uh, positions or I can... Uh, you know, I can get into things where, well, I can get into things that I otherwise wouldn't be able to get into at a much higher uh, pace and a much more rapid growth, but only if I'm picking the right places to get in and out. Yeah. Just like stocks. So if I don't know where to get in and out with stocks, what makes me think that I would know where to get in and out with options just because it moves three times, 10 times faster? Mm-hmm. And it does. It moves 
actually five times faster than, than stocks themselves. All right. So if you can't control one, you can't control the other. Stop dreaming until you learn what you're doing. Yep. Not to be a downer. I just want to keep people safe because risk management is the first law of, of trading. Good trading or investing. If you don't know what a stop is, if you don't know what options are, you don't have the tools to be very safe in the market. You're taking zero control. And therefore, I would expect you to either let somebody else manage your trades and not do very well. Yeah. Did you know that um, that from 2020 to 20, or I'm sorry, from 2000 to 2020, uh, the average mutual fund, other mm-hmm. people controlling your money, only moved at 4.67%. Hmm. 4.67%. Holy crap. Okay. Now, uh, the NASDAQ, for instance, which uh, was an exchange-traded fund, which is the same thing as a mutual fund, mm-hmm. only it's not actively managed. It's just uh, you know some of the better companies in the tech uh, world. That moved at 10%. But if you didn't know the difference, then you lost out on the extra 6%. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, your knowledge is, is important, but the timing of what you're doing is very important. It's also important. So I got to, I got to say something, mm-hmm. um, because I'm really excited about this. So I've been working with a student, um, uh, through student, you know, tutoring kind of thing. We're going over trades mm-hmm. and this week she pulled up a trade and she didn't go into it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I saw it. And I saw what happened afterwards, and I was salivating over that trade. I was like, oh, my gosh. You get it. You got it. You saw it. And she was like, but I didn't get in. How do I get in? And I was like, what? Like, I was just like. Well, well her analysis was good. Her analysis was her great. Her mechanics, not she didn't, so much. No, she didn't <laughs> execute it, you know. And so, like, she, so I just thought that was, it was amazing. So, hopefully, this week we'll, we'll go. We didn't have enough time to go over what she's doing. And I have to ponder sometimes the questions that students give me and be like, Okay, now I know what you want right. and stuff. And so anyways, but it was amazing. But like, it was just great. It was great to see her progress. It was great to see where she was now seeing where where the trades were, what was sure. going on and stuff. And I was like, that was an amazing trade. Like, if you had taken it, holy crap. Like, it was, it was, it was pretty great. That's so, awesome. and it's nice when our students are finally getting it. And I have a lot of students who are like, yeah, yeah, I'll call you, Trina, I'll call you. And then they don't, right? And I'll, <laughs> e- I'll reach out to them and they're like, oh, well, it's been kind of hard. I'm like, well, let's set up a meeting. Come on, let, let, let's do this. And some of them will take me up on it and others don't. But it's the ones that take me up on it where I feel like they're going to get it. They're going to get it because they're mm-hmm. not going to give up. And they're going to say, okay, having a hard time setting up my trade or seeing where the areas are. And I get so excited when they come in. I'm, yeah. I'm just so excited to be able to work with them. It's yeah. awesome. And when they get it, I just jump up and down. Well, so, so I think that there's some preconceived notion out there that um, if you're going to be a good trader, it's going to be because you're a good stock picker, right? You, you yeah. just magically tune into the universe and know what's going to shoot up next. Yeah. Absolutely false. Yeah. And so when people come in and find out that, no, there's actually analysis to it and there's work and it's not just magic, mm-hmm. there's going to be those that say, oh... I don't want to work. Yeah. That's human nature. Yeah. All right. And others are going to say, oh, no, I understand that reward comes only with work. Yeah. And so they're going to dig in, you know, and really, I don't think that this is beyond anybody that I've seen come in, maybe one or two. I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, trading's not for everybody. Yeah. But I mean, like, there is ways but, to learn and things like that. And we're willing to work with you. Yeah. But so whether you're it. willing to put in the effort to actually find the good trade. Uh, find the good investment, um, learn the tools that, that help you to manage your risk to a point where it becomes actually sane mm -hmm. to take charge of your own money. Yeah. All right. Um, where you, you are going to outdo somebody else, paying somebody else to manage your money. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be on you. That's the discipline and, it and is the work on you. part. It okay. is. Um, does it work? Well, 20% of those in the markets say yes. And they're consistently staying in the markets and making money. So it must work for somebody. If it's not working for you, it's not because it, there's not a way, it's because you don't know the way or you haven't put in the time and effort to figure it out. All right, how's that for not giving anybody excuses? Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling I'm like a Debbie. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, let's just, <laughs> well, then let's go back to Debbie the really Downer fun moment. stuff. Ann Schreiber, yes. $22 million. Way to go, Anne. <laughs> Hats off. Good job, Anne. That's right. Hats off to you. And she did something nice with that money. I mean, she set up a college fund for um, women. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really nice for women who may not have a, a chance. That's right. And she was really excited about it, is what the article said. Yeah. I think that's awesome. But she yeah. is not... Very noble. She is not the only one out there. Look up Edward Advassian. Uh, there was another guy. He was a janitor at a high school. All right. Everybody thought he was dirt poor made millions oh just to say about janitors in the high school mm -hmm. i have a f family member who was a teacher mm -hmm. and she found you know she she had her four-year degree and she looked at how much the teachers are making and she looked at how much the janitors are making and guess what she chose janitor, janitor. <laughs> yeah and i was just like there you go i mean like so what if she had to clean toilets and stuff she was getting paid more and yep. she and she loved all the students that were there they would come up and talk to her and things and i just thought you know if you know sometimes you just got to look at what's the better trade where am i going to make more money what am mm -hmm. i going to do and 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 teaching is noble i have other other relatives sure. who are teachers principals amazing amazing people um, and they love it. And that's, that was good for them. It's their calling. It was their calling and, and they've really done great it's with it. It's just but... a calling that doesn't pay very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, that's, I mean, she just, she just chose what would pay her better. And yeah. I thought that was great. So. All right. Well, to sum it up. Okay. Um, you know, anything is possible. Uh, and if you're listening to the show, it's only because you're interested in, uh, making anything possible. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to do well. It's, if you are going to do well, it's going to be absolutely because you are controlling your environment around you. Yep. You are controlling, uh, what is happening. Now you can't control where the price is going to go, but you don't need to either. Yeah. Somebody else is controlling that. Your job is to find out who is controlling it and just follow along, follow the money. And if you don't know how to follow the money, that's one other control measure that you don't have yet. Come into one of our classes and we will teach you the control measures that are out there that mm -hmm. a person can use. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to outdo Warren Buffett? Well, according to Warren Buffett, if you know the right things and you have less money than he does, then you might be able to pull that <laughs> off. Okay. You just have to work it right. But I'm not promising you're going to do it. That's like 99.999% of... Of the world. world. That's right. <laughs> that has less money than Warren well, Buffett. that was a little loud. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Come anyway, on in. Go to... Yep. Come on in. We've got free classes. All right. Uh, if you're in the Phoenix area, they are in person. So, uh, you know, just go to our website and get into one of those classes. If you're not, then we've got them online. 
the um, the website to go to to get into one of those classes and learn uh, these control measures and learn how to trade or invest. Mm-hmm. www.tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope that you're listening next week. And I hope to see you in class soon. See you later.